Hey everybody, welcome to Pug Sweater. That that fun that that fun cat is uh, is Charlie. <laughs> and that other fun cat is Cassie. And it, was it was just Charlie's birthday. Yes, I am now 32, uh, and therefore squarely twice the age of these characters. Um, and we are here in 2021. I hope you are all having a good start uh, to the new year uh, as we throw the other one in the garbage. Where it belongs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It it has it has been a while. I uh, I'd kind of forgotten some stuff that had happened. I I always try to um, watch the episode just before recording so that it's fresh in my mind. And I was like, oh yeah, a lot of shit went down at homecoming, didn't it? Yeah, it was a big day. Uh, and we this episode's called the Homecoming Hangover, and it takes place immediately in the aftermath of the first episode. Uh, and Emily has run off from Toby, uh, and the girls are looking for her. Yeah, it's a really yeah, it's a really high tension scene. They're um, they're looking for her, and they have this moment where they're like, "Let's split up." And and I think it's Arya who's like, "Absolutely not. We are not doing that." <laughs> yes, horror savvy, be horror savvy, Arya. And they call Emily, and she's apparently dropped her phone because we see it just on the floor, just ringing, which is just like a classic creepy horror trope. Um, it's very ominous. And of course, they're still all like rushing around in their formal wear, which just adds this like heightened drama to the whole thing. And yeah, and they see blood on the ground in the science lab, uh, which is actually from Toby getting cut. Uh, but Emily's nowhere to be found. Uh, and we find out that Toby uh, has driven Emily um, to the hospital because she did fall. He didn't push or anything, but, you know, in her her panic as she ran away from him, she did fall. Yeah, we see, yeah, we see Toby driving and there's blood on his face. And then you see Emily in the backseat of the car with what looks like a pretty bad head wound. Like, but, I, know like I know they bleed a lot, but it looks it looks pretty rough. Like, I think... This is right before the credits, and I think we're supposed to infer that, like, Emily might be in bad shape. Right, and especially because, like, the last uh, little bit of the last episode was when A was, like, there's one fewer citizen in Rosewood and, like, painted the sign. So it's, like, oh. Love that drama. But after the credits, we find out Emily didn't die. And, in fact, looks pretty pretty normal. She's wearing, like, a bandage on her head. Um... Yeah, she's got like a she's got like a sprained wrist and like a bump on her head. She's she's fine. She yeah. remembers the whole thing with perfect clarity, which is surprising to me. And she, you know, basically didn't didn't tell them that Toby was threatening her in any way. Uh, but he did like just sort of drop her off and at the hospital and drive away, which isn't the least suspicious. Uh, a police officer talks to Emily's mom about it. Uh, and Emily's mom didn't realize uh, that she'd gone with Toby. Uh, yeah, she was still with her horrible boyfriend. So it just shows you how out of the loop Emily's family has been with her, with her whole deal. And the police officers has Everybody Lies, which reminded us of the show house. Of course. Where he says that all the time. All the time. It's, it's, it's the whole, uh, it's the whole mission, like, mission statement of the show. And he says it was such, like, panache, too. I think, I bet it was intentional because House had been on the air for several years by that point. I wonder if, like, 
the actor was a fan or something and he was like, man, this is my shot. <laughs> like he really savored it. Yeah. Well, congratulations to that, that actor in this, in this role. Uh, you know, and of course this show is also about lies, pretty little ones and all that. Um, but yeah, so Toby is missing. He took off on his motorcycle. Uh, no yeah. More about that yet. Yeah. Spencer and Spencer and I are both pretty convinced based on the, based on the file that Hannah stole that, um, that Toby killed Allie and uh, Emily is still sort of skeptical um, because, you know, he could have killed her and didn't, which I gotta say is not the greatest, like, ex- not excuse, not, not the greatest, like, piece of evidence. Well, it's like you ran oh. away. So, like, as far as you know, he, he was after. I mean, I guess he didn't have to, uh, like, pick her up off the ground and take her to the hospital. He could have just finished the job, but. But they were also like in a crowded high school. Maybe he just, I don't, maybe he just thought he would save that for later. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when, when we saw his face in the scene where he's driving her to the hospital, he looked genuinely freaked out. But like that could have been, it would be shocking if he were not freaked out based on the events of that evening. So. And yeah, knows? we still don't really know uh, what his intentions were. And he certainly was being very creepy. So. Uh, yeah, and then Hannah Hannah comes to join uh, to join the group uh, where, where Emily's like convalescing, and she still has the file with her, which is very funny. Um, she's just, she's just carrying this around with her because she doesn't want to leave it anywhere. Yeah. So she's just, like got this got this file like under her hoodie apparently at all times now. Um, oh, I thought this was funny. This was like a throwaway line. Apparently, Emily won the car in the raffle. Yeah, that's very strange. So, so that's like a very that's a very mixed bag of an evening for Emily. Like, yeah, that's weird. Almost, I, it certainly doesn't really come up. Fight with Maya, win a car. Yeah, but I feel like it doesn't really come up the rest of the episode. I mean, I guess what, what's it going to be like? No, that's like it's a very it's a very yeah it's a very throwaway line. So then it's just um, yeah, then it's just Hannah and Emily. So they get a chance to talk about um, talk about the Maya thing. Um, which they haven't talked about directly yet. Um, and Hannah reveals that she saw the pictures. Um, and that's how, that's how she knew. And that's why she thought that Emily might be interested in Maya. And she says, you know, she's confused because then she brought Toby and doesn't really know what's going on with her. Um, yeah. And Emily's like, you know, what if I start dating Maya and then I realize it's not, that that's not who I am. and Hannah is very supportive and is like, you know, we liked you when you were dating Ben. We'll like you if you're dating Maya. We just, you're our friend. I do think it's funny that it's like, there's just no, bisexuality once again doesn't involve in this, it doesn't exist in this universe. She could be attracted to both Toby and Maya. I mean, she isn't, but uh, it is kind of funny that it's presented as very either or when, you know, you can like a a guy and a girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it, um, yeah, it's really, the thing that I love that Hannah said is, you know, you're not signing contract, you yeah. know, like, you're not, like, you decide to date Maya, that's not, you're not, like, saying what the whole rest of your life is going to be, it's not, it's not, it's a big, de- like, it's a big decision, obviously, you're wrestling with a lot, but it's not, it's not the final, you don't have to give your final answer now. 
Um, and I mean, I feel like the last, you know, I guess 11 years now, I have to imagine it's even more normal for people to date same sex people sometimes and for it not to be as big of a deal. Um, I think in 2010, uh, the landscape was a little different. I don't know. Well, and we also, um, Emily also explicitly says what has kind of been implied, which is that her family is quite conservative. So military. Yeah. Yeah. So we've gotten hints of that. And, um, and Emily says, you know, miss like her parents are Mr. And Mrs. Military and Hannah, you know, that's, so that's, so she has more reason than most to be freaked. I mean, of course, obviously, even if you're certain that your parents are going to be supportive, coming out is always emotional and tricky and scary. Um, but Emily has, has more reason than most to, to reasonably suspect that her parents might not be cool about this. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of parents, uh, we were diving back into Aria's parental situation where her parents are fighting and, uh, poor, poor Mike is going to have a lacrosse game. Uh, but Ella, the mom, isn't going to go. Uh, so she doesn't have to sit with the dad and, you know, poor Mike's fragile teenage psyche will be damaged by this. Yeah, it's very, it's all... I didn't even write notes on that scene because I was so bored. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, occasional brother. It is, it is sweet to see Arya's, um, how she's supportive of her brother. I wish that there were a plot line about Arya that didn't involve either Ezra or her father. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case just yet. Yeah. Uh, so she tries to call Ezra, but he's not answering. Uh, and also she gets flowers uh, from Hannah's boyfriend, Sean, which is a little sus. Um, her face, her face when she sees who it's from. Her mom brings it to her and she's like, oh, you got flowers. And Ari waits till she leaves to open the car, obviously. And she's like, oh, they might be from Ezra. And then she sees from Sean and she's like, what? But, you know, in, you know, Hannah did basically say, like, babysit my boyfriend while I'm at the dance. I'm just going to disappear. But, you know, Sean, come on. You know, break up with Hannah, understandable. Maybe look outside of this four-person friend group for your next uh, relationship, though. Yeah, Uh, especially (laughs) while you're still with her. I'm so over Sean in this episode. Um, he's, he's, oh yeah, Spencer also look, also finds, uh, Alex, the tennis boy at the club and asks for a second date, um, which is very, you know, it's very sweet. He says, um, you know, only if you let me plan the evening, but he says it in kind of a, he kind of comes on a little strong for just a quick second. He's like, I'm going to do everything and you can't stop me. And Spencer's like, okay, that's scary. <laughs> a little 50 shades. Also a little yeah, bit like... <laughs> I mean, they're clearly like, like they're clearly being playful, but considering the, the landscape of the show, which has so much like victimization of women, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like this person, I don't know very well. Maybe I should go somewhere alone with them. And like, you know, I mean, Alex starts with A. I feel like I would be a little more skeptical about everyone, but you know, they have a cute little dynamic and and it's probably going to be fine. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure he's not going to murder her. <laughs> no murder. There's no murder in Rosewood. <laughs> None at all. 
everything's on the up and up. Yeah, I never thought about that. His name is the name starts with an A. Um, God. come on, Spencer, take off your uh, blinders. But you know he's cute and he's sweet, and and we're we're still afraid of Toby and Jenna, and that's all we're thinking about right now. Um, speaking of Jenna, uh, Jenna comes and visits Emily at home, which I'm sure was very terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Well, they were uh, Emily. Emily's asleep when Jenna comes in, and Jenna and her seeing eye dog, and they're all blurry. And I was like, "Oh, Emily is Emily just like having stress dreams about Jenna and a dog?" And then I realized they were actually there. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe. Um, and so Jenna, uh, dressed in black again, uh, offers Emily some cookies, uh, but also says, "I know y'all stole the file um, because." Jenna sees all, and uh, so give it back to me, and and I know a secret too. Yeah, and she says she's worried about what Toby will do. She's she's so funny. She's so creepy. She comes and sits on Emily's bed, completely uninvited, and is just sitting there like petting the dog ominously, like a superman. <laughs> and and uh, she says she's yeah she says she's worried about what Toby will do and she says that Emily owes it to her to give her the file back which is like sort of true I mean you with all their like fear and suspicion of Jenna you forget that they completely fucked her over and she has a really good reason to resent them and, and it really- seems like Allison must have told her the truth it's kind of vague but she yeah said Allison is very vague and she sort of I don't know she sort of intimates that her relationship with Toby was not something that she was into um which we don't know if that's we don't know if that's true at this point but right she says that she cares about Toby but she doesn't know what he's gonna do and that you know basically stoking their suspicions of him and uh yeah so Emily feels you know pressure to get the file for Jenna. Um, and uh, so then we have Hannah uh, is, is going to take some homecoming pictures uh, with Sean and Lucas, uh, the geeky guy, uh, is going to take their pictures. And it's really awkward. <laughs> yeah, Lucas is, Lucas is into her, obviously, and... Sean is late and he's really douchey. And like I said, I'm just completely over Sean in this episode. He's wearing fucking khakis. Well, no, actually, he's wearing, so he's wearing like the top half of his suit with basketball shorts. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, Sean, why are you still on this show? Like, you're clearly, you're not going to be a long term thing. I don't know why you're still here. Um, I mean, the fact that they're still together, theoretically, at this point, it's just, like, it's so cringy. Like, he hates her, (laughs) seemingly. I mean, she did steal his car and then abandon him at the dance, and she doesn't seem super fond of him. And, you know, I feel like she has, like, a moment where she picks up the crown, and she's, like, it's smaller than I thought it would be. And I feel like that's kind of, like, representative of all of her, like, popular mean girl dreams. It's kind of, like sort of fades. Uh, it's not as yeah. great as you imagined it would be. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she thought, she thought that she would be happier. Um, and this, this just is not the beautiful high school fantasy that she thought it was going to be. She also still has the file in her bag. 
<laughs> just, just carrying it around. Not sneaky, Hannah. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's probably safer in her room behind a locked door right. than carrying it all over town. I mean, I guess we, we actually, we haven't seen Detective Wilden in a while, but Hannah is often under suspicion from the police. So uh, maybe they would search her room or something. But yeah, it does seem odd because Wilden also has stopped her at school before. So, you know. Uh, yeah, so Emily's, um, yeah, Emily's trying to call Hannah about the file. Um, and her mom passive aggressively takes her phone. Um, this is also this is also a frustrating scene to watch because Emily's mom is right to be like worried and suspicious and she doesn't know what's going on with Emily and she was just attacked by someone who may or may not be a murderer. Obviously she's freaked. But um, the way she frames it is just like, Toby is bad news, like he's a bad seed, like they're going to think badly of you. She says a couple of times like, what will the neighbors think? Right, which I think, you know, and she's like, don't lie to me, you have to be honest with me, and like, but also, you know, people will will judge you. So I feel like, of course, this all hits different while Emily is thinking about uh, how she wants to date a woman and all of this, and how the neighbors might see her in that situation as well. Uh, and yes, and how she can't open up to her mom about what's actually going on inside her head. Yeah, and it's also just kind of like, Lady, your daughter was attacked. I don't think the judgment of the neighbors is really what you should be worrying about at this particular moment. Yeah, I'm glad that Emily is, she's like, you know what, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> she kind of just cuts it off and yeah, she kind of sets that boundary. I don't want to talk about this anymore. You know, she's had a hard time. Like somebody could have possibly hurt her. Like, I don't know. I also like to avoid my problems by just not talking about it and then going to sleep. I mean, it, it works. So, uh, you know, they don't, the girls don't end up hearing from Emily because uh, she got her phone taken away. So they decide to get rid of the um, file differently. Yeah, they uh, all meet up in the fucking woods again. Just a perfect place to go while you're being ambiguously stalked. Um, and one of your friends just, you know, almost got seriously hurt. Uh, but... Yeah, they have like a an interesting moment where uh, Hannah uh, basically says, you know, I can't get in trouble again because I got in trouble for shoplifting and for some of this pe people, it was new information. Uh, and then uh, she says, you know, Spencer, you get away with everything. You won this essay competition and suffered no consequences. But for me, like... I, I generally do have to suffer the consequences of my actions. Yeah, just pointing out that Spencer is, Spencer's super privileged family, ha, you know, is able to protect her and Hannah doesn't have that safety net. I mean, also, yeah. I mean, Hannah also did something illegal. I get, but, but I, you know, I, I get where she's coming from and they're both fighting because they're both kind of hot-headed. Um, and, uh, yeah, Hannah wants to burn the file out in the woods, which is, I feel like Hannah's solution for everything is just <laughs> burn it. Um, and Arya's kind of playing peacemaker and they're just fighting over the file. And finally Arya just like chucks it in the river and it's like, okay, it's done. It's over with. We can stop talking about this. And then like seconds later, she gets a text from Emily that says, whatever you do, do not destroy that file. Oops. 
Too little, too late. But also, they didn't destroy it very well. Maybe you should have at least, like, ripped it up, but okay. Yeah, I mean, they threw it in the water, but it's not even, like, it's just, like, a creek. It's not like it's a major river or something. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, like, if somebody walked by, they would see it. So, yeah, I did a little better. Uh, but whatever. They did something, uh, you know. It was a dramatic gesture. Uh, the next day, uh, Aria is still looking for her boyfriend and, uh, she goes into his classroom and there's a sub and, uh, this is fun trivia. Uh, her, she says her name is Miss Shepard and that's like, this is Sarah Shepard who wrote, uh, the Pretty Little Liars book series. Yeah. Fun cameo. So she's, yeah, she's like, you want Mr. Fitz will be back. And she's just like, I don't know anything (laughs) about this. I'm the substitute teacher keep me out of whatever drama you're in. Just, you know, once again, being really subtle, uh, constantly looking for your teacher. Uh, totally normal. Um, uh, Emily, yeah, Emily sees Maya, who kind of ignores her, and Spencer gets a text from Alex that says he's canceling their date, and Emily, Emily, Spencer, there are too many people on this show. Spencer thinks it's, you know, because he's still pissed at her, not that it's a genuine, like, scheduling thing. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I actually thought about that, because Emily's like, yeah, that sounds legit. Like, he has to work, and I feel like Spencer, (laughs) it's almost like she never has to work, so it doesn't, I don't know. She she did say the club is closed, and I mean, that's fair, but, I mean, uh, and we have a brief uh, interaction uh, with Jenna and Emily, uh, and Emily's like, you know, it's taken care of. Nobody has the file anymore. And I don't know. Jenna doesn't seem super happy about it, but, you know, what, what can they do? Yeah, um, Jenna's, Jenna gets, like, super close to Emily and sit, whispers, like, in her ear, you better not be lying to me. So, what did that mean, Jenna? Just just being spooky. Just just doing her job, being, being a spooky bitch. Uh so yeah, we find out that Alex wasn't lying, that he actually is working. He's prepping for tomorrow. Uh, and uh, Spencer shows up at his workplace <laughs> to find that out. Uh, yeah, so. he's like doing some, he's like doing some work for like catering. He's like spearing fruit. Yeah, and, making uh, melon and balls. Spencer, <laughs> and Spencer decides, she was like, okay, I'm going to help you. And and Alex is like, wow, if your parents could see you now. And it's like, she's not shoveling out a barn. She's just like <laughs> putting fruit on sticks. Like they're making appetizers. It's not. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Spencer's cooked before. I don't know. Yeah, it, it very. I mean, it's supposed to be obviously that she's uh, the rich one and, and he's the, the working class one. But yes, it's not. It's not that beneath her to scoop melon balls. I mean, she's not even washing dishes. But, you know, she's, it's a gesture. She's meeting him in the middle. It's nice. Um, Yeah, and they can't have their, their regular date. uh, So they just have a cute uh, little working together thing and everything is going well until uh, she discovers um, in a storage cabinet uh, all these, like, vandalized pictures of club members. Yeah, she gets, she, I think Spencer kind of overreacts to this. Um, she just, yeah, there's a picture of her there with devil horns drawn on it. And she's like, how could you do this? Um, 
Alex says, you know, he, he's never seen her picture there before, like he didn't put it up, but it does kind of drive home that like, this is how the people that he's, the people in his environment see her and the people who she comes from. And I don't know, they're, they're playing it up a little, a little hard. Like we come from different worlds. I'm like, okay, you're like, you're both 16. I think you can kind of get over it. But um, although I did say I've never seen that before, I almost wonder like, did A like manage to sneak that in? I wonder that too. If it was if it was a sabotage, I I feel like that's I feel like that's pretty likely. Yeah. Um, oh, I also wanted to note that Spencer wears a hairnet for this, and somehow Andrea Belisario looks like she's wearing like a 1940s style couture. It's. <laughs> It's absolutely infuriating um, <laughs> how good she looks in a goddamn hairnet. So, yeah, uh, uh, ultimately, you know, Spencer's like, oh, well, some people here might think I'm a bitch, but I'm going to have a cute date with Alex now. Uh, so they can overcome What were you going to say? Oh, just they can overcome their differences. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah, and we get another scene of uh, Hannah's boyfriend, like, creeping on Arya, and she tells him to fuck off. Um, like, you're, like you're, you're clearly just kind of coming on to me to hurt Hannah, and that's fucked up. Um, she also breaks up a fight that her occasional brother is in. Clearly, he's having a hard time. He's acting out. Yeah, so he's just sad about the parents' breakup and everything's in chaos. And Arya's just trying to stalk her grown-up boyfriend. And all this stuff's happening. Um, he just wants to stalk her English teacher boyfriend. Mike, why are you making things difficult? Well, I like that Arya wants to break up the fight. And when Sean tries to intervene, she's like, no, like, don't. <laughs> it's just like, out of my face, Sean. Just... Yeah, this isn't about you. This is <laughs> about you. He's trying to be some big man, but... Okay, so yeah, this is very funny to me. Um, Lucas and Hannah are hanging out uh, in the classroom, and he's, like, showing her funny internet videos. Like, no one has ever seen a funny internet video in the history of time. It's 2010. Like, (laughs) we had YouTube for a long time at this point. I was watching, like, albino black sheep meme videos in, like, 2004. Yeah, yeah, YouTube started about animal clips on the internet in about 06 and like even before YouTube like yeah, like stuff existed, man. I was there. Um but it's just it's just like it's portrayed as like the geekiest thing ever and also like she's never seen a cat video and and she's like who makes these and he's like someone with more free time than me. It's like, okay, weird flex, but okay. I think cat videos, like, don't require that much free time, but okay. <laughs> Maybe I just took a little personally. Maybe I take videos of my cats, whatever. That's, that's my business. <laughs> that's my business. That's between me and my God. Uh, but, you know, they have a cute uh, little moment, and Lucas, but Lucas is like, I can't believe you were friends with Allie. Allie was such a scary bitch to me. Uh, she never made me feel included or, or happy. Um, and this is when I started to sort of think like, oh, could Lucas be A? Because it seems like this could be kind of a motivation to fuck with them. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
yeah, you know, it's, it, Hallie was just awful to him. And he says to Hannah, you know, because he's getting to know Hannah and seeing how sweet she is and that he doesn't understand why she was friends with her. And Hannah said that Allie had a way of making people feel special, which to me, that, that's like the single most alarming thing that anybody has said about Allie yet, because that is just so textbook abusive relationship. That is so, that is what you hear about people with abusive boyfriends. That is what you hear about people with like cult leaders. It's that she had a way of dragging you down, but then talking to you and making you feel like you were the most important person in the world because she was deigning to give you her attention. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like the love bombing and abuse cycle where she would like, yeah, Yeah. hyper friends up and then really tear them down. Yeah. Uh, I found that really, yeah, I found that really sort of sad and unnerving. And there's just, I feel like they could spend more time sort of dissecting um, how the girls feel about Alice. And it, it sort of feels sometimes like they all grieved for her already in the year that she was gone. And when it turned out that she was dead, they kind of done most of that already. Um, but I feel like they just they just haven't spent as much time as I think they would in this situation, like sorting out their feelings about her. Yeah, I feel like she comes up, I mean, generally in the context of plot convenient flashbacks, but really, um, and I think it's interesting, like thinking about their dynamic with each other and how generally speaking, they're kind to one another. I mean, sometimes they get on each other's nerves, but how, how different it must've been when they had like the big scary boss lady. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you would think, like, did she pit them against each other? Because that certainly seems like something that she would do. Like, yeah, of course they, yeah, of course they disagree with each other and they annoy each other because that's what happens with friends. But they, they are kind to each other and they support each other and they give each other, they give each other the benefit of the doubt, which I can't imagine Allie ever did. Yeah. Um, so, uh, then we see Emily, uh, approaching Maya, uh, again, finally, which is nice. Uh, and they have a little chat about how people are going to see the pictures of them kissing. Uh, once again, Maya's like, whatevs, like, I don't care. <laughs> um, but Emily's like, actually, I want to try to make this work. And, you know, Maya's like, oh, that's exciting. So they have a cute little cute little thing. And Emily is clearly still scared about it, but she's pretty sure that this is what she wants and she wants to be with Maya. Yeah. And Maya is still skeptical, which I get, but I'm also like, girl, give her a break. Like just the last time I saw you, you were dancing with Toby and it's like, yeah, who may or may not have attacked her. And Emily had to go to the hospital with a head injury like Maya. <laughs> give her a break. A little bit more sympathetic. Like, wow. Hey, I hear something really fucked up happened to you last weekend. I see a bandage on your head. Are you okay? <laughs> but she's like, oh, you're going to flake out on me again. I, I get it. I get it, Maya. You, you, you and Emily are in different places with regards to what you're ready for, and you need to sort that out. But give her a break. She's, she's, she's putting herself out there. Yeah, I just feel like Maya has clearly already come to terms with being bi or whatever, and she's just effortlessly cool about all of it, but, uh, you know. Well, you know, she's 35, so. (laughs) Right, so exactly. So she came out in high school, you know, 15 years ago, maybe. (laughs) uh, So it's been pretty easy. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically all we. 
yeah, you know, working at the cupcake factory and <laughs> playing cello and <laughs> doing all her smoking weed, doing her thing. Yeah, li- living a full life. Um, but yeah, we don't get much of that. Uh, but uh, uh, Aria's parents, Aria and Mike's parents come to the school because of uh, the fight uh, that Mike got into. Uh, yeah. And they're talking about how he's going to move out, uh, but he doesn't want to, so she's going to move out, and it's just a big mess. Yeah, it's all it's all very boring. Yeah, very boring and sad and stupid and, you know, poor occasional brother bearing the brunt of all this. Arya is still obsessed with Ezra, uh, and she... Uh, she goes to his apartment. He doesn't appear to be there. So she takes the key from under the mat and just lets herself in. Girl. Girl. No. <sighs> Very oh, no. sure. Yeah, Ezra is not there. His apartment is still gorgeous. Um, and she hears a message on his answering machine that's like, we're so excited to see you for your interview. So it's it seems pretty clear that he's possibly looking to find another job and get out of Rosewood, which would be a really good idea at this point for everybody. Seems healthy. (laughs) Seems like it's the first good decision he's made. Uh, Yeah. So um, Sean uh, tries to reconcile uh, with Hannah. Uh, But what I really like is that basically the reason she's not into him is because she's trying to show him the funny YouTube videos that Lucas was showing. And he's like, I don't like this. This isn't funny. He's like, this is stupid. And Hannah's like, why are you, why are you so humorless and lame? It's yeah, it's very, it's very funny to see that as a source of conflict. I mean, it's sort of, it's sort of like shorthand for, you know, she and Lucas are connecting in this way and he gets Hannah and, then she goes back to her boyfriend and he's, you know, this thing that she's interested in, he's, he's not feeling it, but it's also just like animal videos. This is like a source of strife in their relationship. I mean, the relationship is clearly not going well. Like they need to break up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't generally break up with someone just because they don't think all the same videos are funny. Uh, you know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's <laughs> just that, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if someone said like funny internet animal videos are stupid. That's true. Like very broadly like that. Yeah. Like have some second thoughts. Uh, if someone didn't think the space pants sketch from SNL wasn't funny. <laughs> I'd be concerned, you know, it, it might not be a deal breaker, but I, I'd give it some thought. And Sean's just standing there in his fucking khakis. Yeah, and he's like, put on some music, because I guess that's the cool people equivalent of cat video. And even then, the music is too loud, so he has her turn it down. Yeah. Sean. So she's not super into it uh, anymore. Uh, we see a brief thing where Spencer and Alex are kissing, so they got over their little fight. And they're salsa dancing. How did, what? <laughs> Everybody just knows how to do that. Cool. It's great, yeah. It's um, it's kind of cheesy, but it's also, but it's also pretty hot. They're yeah, uh, they definitely have some chemistry. And he doesn't appear to be a, or at least he hasn't taken the opportunity to murder her yet. 
So sometimes it's the best you can ask for. <laughs> uh, the men on this show. Yeah, sometimes the best you can say is that they haven't murdered anyone. Um, but speaking of men who might be murderers, uh, <laughs> we see uh, cop cars outside Toby's house and his, like, busted-up motorcycle. So it's like, oh, no, what happened? Yeah, and you just, there's no dialogue, but you just see Jenna on the front porch just sobbing. Um, and you're like, oh, Toby might not be coming back. Um it's, I hate that Emily is always the one who has to find these things out. Like, yeah, I was gonna say this is like just like what happened when Emily or when they found Allie's body. So it's like, God, that girl just endures like all the trauma, doesn't she? It's true, and like she was the. I mean, it makes sense because Toby, I think, lives like across the street from her. But she was also the only one who was actually fond of Toby, so it would hurt her the most to be the one to find this out. It just. It just sucks. Emily's Emily's just going through a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't know uh, if Toby is okay or not because Emily couldn't bear to ask. Um, but they do get a text uh, from A, uh, which is, thanks for getting Toby out of my way. Uh, so presumably he's either dead or gone or whatever. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, at some point earlier in the episode, somebody got, like, a text, and they were like, I think we finally have to stop, we can finally, like, stop jumping when our phones go off, and I'm like, oh, oh, honey, you do not, you do not know what show you're on. My sweet summer child. Yeah, they, they resolve the A thing after seven episodes. We're done. Um, yeah, and then I think at the end, we get a little A bit, uh, and in this case, I guess they didn't throw away those papers well enough, because they're all together in a neat little pile and they're just a little bit wet and they picked them up so i guess you should have burnt them hannah was right hannah is always <laughs> right i did think it was funny that yeah they were basically all right there and like didn't seem overly damaged but uh as we mentioned the water was not super deep so she's <laughs> not not the best plan so this was a really good episode for the men because ezra wasn't here <laughs> So, so we've got uh, Lucas at a three because he's being cool, but we still know what his motivations are. Um, Alex is at a one. Alex, I, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really digging Alex. Um, in case that wasn't clear, um, Sean is at a six, which is probably too high. But I'm just sick of his bullshit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm sick of his virginity club and his khakis and his nagging. Like I just. I just want him to go away. Yeah. So we're at about a 3.3, which is by far the lowest we've ever had. Because again, Ezra's not there. Right, and, and no Will Dan. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a while. We had a different cop come and talk about the Emily thing. Uh, yeah, who, who all he did was just take a moment to relish saying a line from House. <laughs> and who can blame him, really? <laughs> Yeah, it almost feels like Allie's murder investigation is like a little bit of a dropped arc. I guess they've been busy uh, getting into other shenanigans. Uh, yeah, it is kind of stalled. But, you know, gotta, gotta get through other stuff. Uh, gotta have other people in danger. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, yeah, I mean, I know they have to like move the plot along and um, it wouldn't really make for compelling television. But I feel like if I were in this group, 
even even like without the A stuff, I would just be like freaking out and breaking down like every 10 minutes that my friend was fucking murdered and they don't know who did it. Yeah, but they're all like go into the woods. So like they clearly just don't. <laughs> they're made of tougher stuff. Deep denial or something. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just, they're compartmentalizing. I feel like I would be like a complete wreck, but yeah, you know, that's why they're TV show protagonists and I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if, like, uh, a plot where, like, you take things extra safely and never go out and, like, sit at home a lot and maybe cry, I guess it just wouldn't be as compelling. (laughs) No, no, that's not, that's, that's a very different kind of TV show. That's, like, that's just, like, a bummer psychological drama. That's not, that's not a fast-paced teen thriller. Yeah. Which is what which is what we're dealing with here. Exactly. We just don't have the heart to be uh, in a fast-paced teen teen thriller. Uh, well, we're just we just we just, <laughs> we, just we just don't have that kind of energy. No, alas, alack. Um, but thank you for coming along with us on this journey on this homecoming hangover. Uh, follow us on Pug Sweater Pod on Instagram. Uh, where Cassie posts about outfits. Which is all we really care about in the show, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, you know, feel free to message us on social media if there's something you'd like to uh, us to talk about or, uh, yeah, if you have any feedback for us. Yeah, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and lots of, lots of, Apple lots podcasts of manufacturers. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> house. <laughs> Go to your favorite podcast house and subscribe to Bug Sweat. <laughs> That's what they're doing. <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye for now. <laughs>